here's the steps. Money goes into your HSA account tax-free and can be withdrawn from your HSA account tax-free if and only if that's used to pay for qualified medical expenses or reimburse yourself for qualified medical expenses that you paid in the past while you were covered by an HSA eligible plan. At the moment, there's no statute of limitations on how long you have to complete this reimbursement. So you can spend money today and then you can pay yourself back in 30 years. They weren't thinking of this loophole in 2003, were they? What's up, boss? This is Abraham's wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Hey, Stephen. Yes? So, in only a few short days, we're going to be driving across Texas together. Oh, come on. And that's exciting, just in and of itself. We will, I rented a Cadillac, because you can be socially distant while riding together in a Cadillac, I believe. You could also do that in a Hummer. You would be like eight feet apart from each other. Yeah, just crack the window. And you're good. Mm -hmm. A little vacuum. Uh, so we're going to do a quick, quick podcast today. And I got some user feedback this week. What, from, what are the users saying? Well, they were listening to our benefits talk, which was full of exceptional stories. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's yeah. open enrollment season. Be careful, because there could there could be requests pouring in now for the Stephen Manuel Christmas special. Well, that's true. Sorry, everybody. But somebody said, "Hey, you were talking about the HSA hacking uh, episode of the podcast, and I can't." What was that? We need to know more. And I thought, well, this goober, why can't he search the podcast? And I looked back, and sure enough, we never recorded the HSA hacking podcast. Holy moly. I can't believe it. What an oversight because people are clawing for HSA hacks constantly. Yeah. Well, I have a blog out there and I thought about just throwing up the old blog pod, which is the least popular version of Abraham's Wallet podcasts. Is it really? Having, hearing somebody read something, kids don't love that? I guess not. I, I kind of like it because I listen to several podcasts that are just people reading their blogs, but um, I don't know. That's the ones where people really start giving us the, the less Mark, more Steven comments. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do the, the blog pod where we just read. I am going to read through this article of piece by piece and see what you think so okay great Let, let's let's roll in here we, we will take our shovels with us i'll take my little mining cap that has the little light on the front of it and if we ever get in too deep here i'll interrupt or 
we'll we'll figure something out. Let's just let's just start in. You these are marks H S A no hacks. Yeah. So I'll set the scene. There's a there's a website, it's Abraham's wallet, and there's a picture of a stethoscope. It's kind of some medical imagery there. And it says, sometimes here at Abraham's Wallet, we wax eloquent about family craft, purpose, destiny, and the nobility found in becoming a flint-faced family leader in the vein of Abe himself. But today, this is not one of those times. I feel like I can already say that this would be one of those articles where I went back and did a, did a polish on it. Whoa. We're editing that out. We don't <laughs> talk about how you changed my articles. Okay. okay. Nay. All right. I guess I guess what I really meant to say was, Mark, this is some great colorful writing from you. I, I like the word choice. Thank you. So today I'm going to give you a highly practical heads up on one of the coolest savings vehicles out there. That, as you may have guessed from our clever title, is the HSA or Health Savings Account. Thought that this useful account was strictly for your doctor bills, did you? Well, Listen, listen on. Used properly, the HSA can be leveraged as one of the only ways to save money that is tax-free going in and tax-free coming out. Okay, okay, you're gonna need some medical bills in the process, but stick with me and we'll get there. So I'm gonna pause there. A lot of people have no idea that the HSA account is useful for more than just paying your medical bills. I don't think a lot of people know what an HSA account is. Well, they weren't listening last week, but I'll review. The HSA account is an, a special account that you can put money into pre-tax, just like your old 401k, and you're allowed to use it for medical bills. Pre-tax? If you use it for medical bills, it comes out without you having to pay any taxes on it. And what? so it's the only account that you can put money into without paying taxes on and take money out without paying taxes well, on. Well, you've got my attention, Mark. So these are really useful. But most people, when they're figuring out how much should I put into an HSA account, they just think, well, how much medical bills do I have every year? And that's how of much I'll put in. Of course they would. This account has some, some neat little things to it, though. Uh, you can invest the money inside the account. So you could buy stocks and bonds inside your HSA account, and you could let those stocks and bonds grow for, say, 30 years. And then... You can reimburse yourself for medical expenses later and you will have gotten all that tax-free growth. And that's kind of what happens in a 401k account, but in a 401k, a traditional one, you pay taxes when the money comes out. In this mm -hmm. account, as long as you're paying for medical bills, you don't pay taxes. So pretty cool account. The only hitch is in order to have one, you have to have a high deductible health plan. So mm -hmm. you can't have a plan that pays for all of your expenses. You have to have a plan that requires you to pay a pretty high deductible. Okay. So there, there's your, your background. It looks like. What qualifies as a high deduction, a high deductible plan? $2,800 for a family. Okay. That's, that, that's not so bad. So, so a lot of people could have a, uh, have a medical plan where you pay the first $2,800 and that would qualify them to have this HSA plan. Okay. So, okay. And, and I would set that up with, uh, with my HR director, right? That's right. Okay. So health savings accounts were created in 2003 as a feature 
of the growing segment of health insurance plans known as consumer-driven plans. Companies like these plans because the deductibles are high. We just talked about that in our little aside. So 2003, plans, well, that's less than 20 years ago. This is still a basically new product on the American scene. This is late breaking news, that's right. So the plans are usually less expensive for employers to administer. Sometimes they're even free. So if you're a small business owner, you can set one of these up, sometimes at very low cost. And consumers, being often misguided as they are, like these plans because their monthly premiums are much lower than those in a traditional health insurance plan. The HSA account was created to help these consumers cover the costs that they would be responsible for when they selected a high deductible plan. And for most folks, that's about where it ends. The HSA is a nice little employee benefit for people with a high deductible plan. And you must, like we talked about, have such a plan in order to be eligible to open an HSA. Yes. Sometimes employers will kick a little bit of extra cash in to lessen the pain of having to cover the first however many thousands of dollars per year of medical expenses that come your way. If you're doing your very best budget gymnastics to just contribute a few bucks to your 401k plan, then this episode is not for you. This is not a hack we would recommend for you. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the title, HSA hacking, what it is. Woo! My point was, if you're just scraping by and saying, I'm trying to get that 3% into my 401k to get the company match, you should not do HSA hacking. HSA hacking is for people who have maxed out their 401ks, if, you, if that's what you do for retirement savings. That means you've put not just the full amount your employer is matching, but $19,500 into your 401k every year. It's a lot of money. Um, These are for very aggressive savers and very responsible people. It's basically our listeners. Okay, great. Aggressive savers and responsible people. Not all of great. them are, are at the uh, maxing out 401k stage yet, but they will be. Yeah, they will. All right. So I want to underscore one key point for you, Mr. Chief Health Officer of your family. High deductible plans can be very bad for people who will forego necessary health care due to the out-of-pocket nature of the costs under these plans. You guys know I am a man who is married to a physician, and I can tell you it's often true that doctors don't like these plans because they notice that their patients suddenly become price sensitive when it comes to needed medical care. But you won't be doing that. You are only still reading this because you've got spare coin to fund your HSA, pay all of your current healthcare expenses out of your budget, and even then still have some left over for some luxury, right? Yeah. Okay, we're just making sure. Here's how it works. So you select a high deductible health insurance plan, which makes you eligible to establish an HSA account. We've got that. Come again? We've got that. We, we understand that. Yeah, but we're building up here. Okay, so finally. Then you go ahead and fund that HSA to the max. So in 2020, the max contribution is $7,100 per year for a family. So that'll okay. come out of your paycheck periodically throughout the year. And by the end, you will have put in $7,100. Okay. That includes any amount that your kind employer might be contributing on your behalf. So be careful not to overfund it. If your employer kicks in $1,000 a year, you can only put in $6,100. What happens if you overfund it? 
generally, if you have a competent payroll provider, they won't let it happen. But if you did, you would have to back that money out before tax time. Okay. So most people will set up their contributions to be deducted from their paycheck pre-tax, although you can also contribute to the, to the account directly. And any amount you put in will not be included in your federally taxable income at year end. Unlike a medical flex spending account, you can only spend money that you've actually already got in your HSA. But that doesn't matter for you, Mr. HSA hacker, because you're not gonna spend this money for quite a while. Mm. So just to put a quick point on that, the, it's, it's end of year right now, so if people listen to this and they love this idea of HSA hacking, they can still do it even if they only set up their, their paycheck withholdings to say put $1,500 into their HSA this year. They okay. could write a check for the rest of it and send it to their HSA. Okay, so you see when you visit a doctor and you get the bill a few weeks later, what you're gonna do now is instead of whipping out the debit card that your HSA administrator so thoughtfully provided you, you're gonna pay that bill right out of your regular budget. What? You might use your Starbucks card to pay that bill. Oh, I see what's happening now. And then you're gonna stick the receipt somewhere really, really safe. Safer than a filing cabinet because we're gonna be needing it in about 30 years time if you're me. If you're confused by this, here's the steps. Money goes into your HSA account tax-free and can be withdrawn from your HSA account tax-free if and only if that's used to pay for qualified medical expenses or reimburse yourself for qualified medical expenses that you paid in the past while you were covered by an HSA eligible plan. At the moment, there's no statute of limitations on how long you have to complete this reimbursement. So you can spend money today and then you can pay yourself back in 30 years. They weren't thinking of this loophole in 2003, were they? I don't know. Sometimes I think the tax code writers like to create these little puzzles for us, but that's just, that's just me. So this is why documentation is important. And believe it or not, your receipts are going to fade if you leave them in, in a box for 30 years. So what we do in our family is we just, every time we pay a medical bill, run it through the scanner, save it all on an online drive. And that's where all our medical receipts live. So, so you pay what, for medical bills out of pocket. Go on. And then we save the receipt. And then we haven't done this yet because it's, we're about 30 years away. But when we're retired and needing some income tax-free, we will be tapping into our HSA money and reimbursing ourselves in 2050 for an expense we incurred in 2018. Uh, and that money will come out of our HSA account where it has been growing for 30 years without being taxed. It so you've been contributing somewhere around 7K a year into this account. Yep. Um, it doesn't zero out at the end of the year. Nope. Like some accounts do. It's invested in the stock market, in fact. And, and you get to declare how and where it's invested? Yeah, so just like a 401k plan, different plans have different options. Okay. And you and can, you can add you, you can add 7k to it a year every year as long as you're employed by somebody. And 
you and that money can grow. Has your money been growing in your in your HSA? Oh yes. It's been a it's been a bumpy but mostly positive stock year for the Okay. HSA. So at the end of 30 years um you're going to have more than uh $210,000 in there. Right. Cuz it will have grown. Um and then, and the money that you, as much as you can prove uh, bills, you'll get that money back for free. It'll just, they'll just write you a check. What about the money, the growth over what you can prove in receipts? Well, we're going to get there, Stephen. Oh, gosh. I, I thought we were at the end of this exciting article, but there's still more to come. No, we're about halfway in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I, I was already in the uh, processing phase, but I really need to, to have more input. Sorry, I, I'll be quiet. I'll be over here if you need me. Well, let me, let me give us a big chunk, and then we'll, we'll stop one more time. Oh, all you. right, all right. So why would you want to do this instead of just investing in a good old brokerage account or some such? Well, a good HSA allows you to invest the funds that you've accumulated. And like many of the retirement accounts that you guys already know, these funds grow tax-free but every other retirement account will hit you with taxes, either on the front end, as is the case with a Roth account, where you put money in that you already paid tax on, or on the back end, like we talked about with 401ks or traditional IRAs. I'll say it one last time. With an HSA, you get to put money in that sucker that you haven't paid taxes on, and as long as you have enough medical expenses to cover with the withdrawals, you can also take money out of the account tax-free. So I want to illustrate how this would work for the average cat. For simplicity's sake, I'm gonna do everything in today's dollars. So the average annual deductible for family plans is $7,983 per year. That was in 2019 when I wrote this. And the average uh, amount needed for healthcare expenses once you're in retirement is about $285,000. So no joke, people spend a lot in healthcare and HSA eligible expenses once they're already retired. And that's something to keep in mind when we talk about all this is you are saving not just for your groceries in retirement, you're gonna have some healthcare bills. So if you expect that you might spend $7,000 per year from age 30 through 65 on healthcare, and you collected receipts for every single one of those dollars, you'd have built up $245,000 of receipts. On top of that, you may expect to also need what I said, 285,000 while you're in retirement for healthcare expenses. And that's $530,000 of withdrawals that you would be able to make entirely tax-free from your HSA account. But what happens if you end up a bastion of health and just never need to do much in the way of medical care? Okay, before we leave this point. So if in retirement, if in retirement you're 73 and you have one of Mark Parrott's famous skiing accidents and you break an elbow at age 73, you can use that HSA to tax-free pay for those medical bills. Sure. You can use your HSA to pay for medical bills anytime. But what we're saying is you can use it for sort of non-medical bills by reimbursing yourself for old medical bills as well. 
Yeah, yeah, I got that. Okay, keep going. I'm. It's just hard for me to think of something that. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of like um. It's kind of like some some education accounts where they're they're just there's just money permanently sitting there. Um, that if if it's money that goes into this category of need, it's it's you can use it for forever. So that's that's right. Um, unique. Now, before we move on, though, to your point. If you're 73 and you break an elbow skiing, right now I think what happens in reality is they just put a pillow over your face and say it was a COVID death. Hey, badoonch. Okay. So, parent, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. What happens if you end up not needing as much health care as I used in my example? Yeah. But you put the maximum 7K per year into your HSA? and you got a solid 7% market rate of return on that money, you're going to have more than you will likely need for healthcare expenses and reimbursement of your previous expenses. Just so you know, this adds up to almost a million bucks. Um, so what do you do? Is the money stuck? Is it forever lost? <coughs> no. And this is an important part of why I think this plan is worth considering for even healthy people. For, for any funds that you withdraw from an HSA, and use for non-qualified expenses, so this is just you want to use them for groceries, uh, you'll be able to withdraw the funds under the very same tax retreatment that you would see with a 401k plan, uh, meaning you'll just have to pay taxes on that money as ordinary income. That's if you're over 65 years old. So there's very limited downside. If you end up needing your HSA funds before you turn 65 for non-qualified expenses, you will be hit with a 20% penalty. Ow. Yeah, so with a 401k, it's only 10%. But remember, you should have some buffer there created by the receipts you've been storing up, so you may be able to cover an immediate need without dipping into the, to the penalty zone. So that is the story of how Goldilocks used an HSA to fund all of her wildest aspirations and even a touch of luxury spending in her golden years. I've done my best to describe an opportunity to use HSAs as a part of a robust family financial plan. But as usual, when it comes to financial planning, every situation is unique. So if you have questions about whether this plan might work for you, please reach out to a qualified financial planner. Do we know any if, of those? If you know any. If you, if you can find one. Or if you listen to any in your spare time. Yeah, some of them make good podcasts anyways. Um, or and or run it by your CPA while you're at it. So the IRS has published a handy guide to these rules as well. This isn't like you're pulling one over on them. They know about this. Um, and if you're considering HSA hacking, you should take a few minutes to read through that info in detail. But there you have it, Stephen. What do you think about HSA hacking? So many thoughts. One, I can't imagine ever wanting to thumb through anything that the IRS has ever produced. I wouldn't want to do that. I bet somebody has written a blog post that summarizes their comments somewhere in normal humanoid language. Secondly, I had to have done a polish over this article because the, the word cat was used. Do you ever do you ever refer to a guy as a cat? Who who's that cat? You ever say that? No, but I 
I will say one of my most common phrases is to refer to a bag of cats. So okay, well uh, I li- I think it's hip to refer to a a, a guy as a cat. Um, I like that terminology. Um, I, there was something that uh, my eyes glazed over at some point when you were saying something about. So what's the? Here's the question. What's the limitation? What's an HSA right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what's the limitation to using uh, leftover money in your golden years to buy groceries? What What was the? When do you hit the twenty percent thing? If you do it before age sixty-five, you can't pull anything out that's not either paying. Well, for I'm not. We're We're all going to be wealthy, so we're not going to need it before age sixty-five. Once you turn sixty-five, it basically becomes a four hundred one k account that you can pull out of for free if you're doing the the medical expense reimbursement. But what if you're not? What if you're buying groceries? Unlimited. You could drain it all in one year, and they would just charge you income tax on that money. Income tax. Okay. But no Which, penalties. And we're going to be in very friendly income tax brackets when we're seventy-three skiing. Yeah, we'll just be living on our social security and eating government cheese. No, we won't be doing that, but we'll be in friendly income tax brackets. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, all right. Good hacks. Um it sounds like um after like funding IRAs and 401k's, it sounds like funding the old HSA is a pretty smooth move. Yeah, I again, this is this is like level 5. It's not level 2 for people who are getting started. If you hear this and you think these buttheads are telling me to stick $19,000 in my 401k and 7,000 more, Butthead. don't be discouraged. Um this is more just something to think about if you happen to be one of those folks, maybe you have two incomes in your family or something like that and you do have tons of money that you'd like to save, this is a good way to do it. Well, the hack, I mean, we could even leave the hack on one side and just for people to be educated about, hey, if your employer offers an, an HSA setup and you're going to have medical bills, just use that tool because it's tax-free going in and tax-free coming out. That's what I think. Yeah. At the very least, um, People who, let's say you you set up a plan to put $2,000 in your HSA this year, and then you ended up like me and had a, a full deductible year unexpectedly, um, and you spent $7,000. Well, you should write a check to your HSA right now and get all of the 7000 limit in there, and then the next day turn around and reimburse yourself from the account. Right. Because that'll erase that from your from your income tax bill. Good point. So that's the least you guys can do. Yeah, is use it. Use it and, and save save the tax burden on it. Well uh, my wife um my wife has all sorts of medical issues, you know. Yeah. And, and uh it all comes back to Dora's bum knee. <laughs> We just got back from the oral surgeon who's looking at um, her daughter's mouth 
it's my daughter too, but she inherited mom's mom's, I don't know, cranial genes, her the mechanics of the mouth. And it's like uh I think we're gonna be using all of those all of those uh HSA surgery dollars. So we could we could we could do the same thing. Storing away the receipts. It sounds awfully nerdy until you think of uh you know a $250,000 uh, uh, jackpot wad at the end of your working days. Yeah. Um, that's why I do it, Stephen, because I think it's a good idea. Good for you. I'm so pleased with the decisions that you have made regarding HSAs, and I'm so pleased for everyone for listening to us. This is, this is our number two most popular blog post because I think it's full of SEO keywords and stuff. So people, they're looking for a good financial tip and they find us and then they see all the other stuff and maybe some of them run away with their hair on fire. But well, maybe, maybe we've had, maybe we have some people that are listening to us right now that don't normally come by, but because it was about HSA hacks, they listened until this point. So why don't you give people a little flyover on what what other stuff they might find if they went digging through the archives of Abraham's wallet, both podcast style or what I, what I like, what I prefer is the written word because you can scan it and you can go right to, I, here's the thing I wanted to read about instead of going, listening to an hour of droning on. Anyways, let's say somebody just came for the HSA hacks and now they've realized that you're smart. And I want to see more about what this guy has to say. What, what could you tell him about Abraham's wallet? Man, I, I think we've covered a broad variety of topics from the the things that I think a lot of people think are very elementary, but are actually the most important, like budgeting uh, and some advanced budgeting and how to use software uh, to to help you do that well. We've talked about what inheritance looks like. That's probably, if you had to ask me what my favorite thing we've ever put on the blog that I've written, it would be my inheritance series. Um, we talk a lot about how to do generosity. And if you ask me what my favorite thing you've ever written on the blog was, I would say it was probably a unified theory of giving series. Oh, Mark, thank you so much. Um, but... We are not just finance nerds here. And so if somebody stumbled upon this because they were listening for some, some financial tips, maybe, maybe you'd be interested in this, maybe not. But uh, we talk about family rhythms. We talk about Sabbath and how that fits into uh, running a well-ordered home. We talk about holidays and give you some, you know, if, if the HSA hacking is our financial hacking tip, I think that Shabbat and the the feasts that we talk about celebrating, those are kind of our father-led uh, discipleship to hacks. Because yeah. to me, it feels like a lot of the stuff I learned that we've communicated on the podcast and the blog, I just couldn't figure out how to do some of the things that people told me I was supposed to be doing as a dad to train my, my kids and my family um, until I found those practices of either weekly or in some cases annually having a, a 
template laid out for me. This is how you can lead your family into understanding the scriptures, participating together in things that will um, start to introduce them to the Lord. Did I miss anything? No, that's pretty good. What's your favorite and, thing we've ever done? Oh, uh, forgive me, but my mind goes to the summit guide where we walk people through how to get away with your spouse once a year and come up with a plan and goals of everything that you want to accomplish relationally, spiritually, financially, physically, and intellectually in the year to come. And if that sounds like a mouthful, it is, but we give you a guide for walking through every step of it so that you can come away with some practical goals for your family. And if you think, I think I should be leading my family. I'm not sure what direction we're to go in exactly. I just want to make sure that the kids get to their lessons on time. Um, this is a great thing to walk away, get a big 30,000 foot view of what is God doing in our family? What are we supposed to be doing? And start to track with the way that our hero Abraham taught us how to lead family. So listen to us, read us, etc. If you want that summit guide, all you have to do is go to abrahamswallet.com, click join our tribe, give us your email, and 24 hours later, you will have a goal summit guide freshly updated, freshly updated for 2021. I can't believe how easy that sounds. Yeah. We just take your email and then we sell it to all of our partners. (laughs) We don't have any of those yet, everyone. So that doesn't happen, but uh, we're really open to that. We're really open to the idea of selling emails. (laughs) We have one partner. And I'm going to mention it, even though we don't on every episode, because we talked about it. And that is, you and I also run a financial planning business. And if anybody out there is listening to this and going, I'd like some more tips. Uh, We work with people that have zero dollars and are just getting started. And we work with people that have eight or nine figure accounts that they're stewarding. And so we cover the full spectrum and we really love to talk to people, even those who maybe it's not the right time to hire a financial planner. So if that's, if you're interested in hearing about that, go to outpostadvisors.net. You can book a free call with Steven or myself and we'll chat with you and just tell you what we do and whether or not it's a good fit for where you're at. We're with a family just like that this week that are not in a place to hire financial advisors, but boy, we gave them some good, good uh, direction and, uh, they benefited from the time and we think it's valuable to to serve people that way so we love it that's why we do what we do mark thank you for your time steven thank you for your time and listener thank you for listening see you next time on abraham's wallet